I've been there since Airbnb um, didn't even have uh, a way to pay people on their site. You just had to pay them in person. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Annie Sloan, co-founder and CEO of The Host Co. Have you ever been in an Airbnb and wished you could buy one of the coffee mugs, rugs, or pieces of artwork from the home? Or perhaps you wish you could order some groceries ahead of time so that you arrive to a fully stocked fridge upon check-in? Well, thanks to The Host Co., you now can. Annie was an early adopter of Airbnb. In fact, she remembers when you used to have to hand cash to your host upon arrival to pay for your stay. After working as a writer for Lucasfilm, a producer for HGTV, and a creative director at both Facebook and Twitter, Annie began thinking about doing something new. Around this time, she reconnected with Michael Hubbard, a former colleague from HGTV. Annie and Michael helped launch and direct a myriad of popular HGTV shows like Curb Appeal, Landscape Smart, Color Splash, Find Your Style, and Design to Sell. So they knew a thing or two about real estate. Tune in to hear the exciting story of how Annie and Michael are building the minibar, concierge, and gift shop for your Airbnb. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Annie Sloan. All right, Annie. So if I were to have a holiday dinner with your extended family and your close friends, and if I were to ask everyone to tell me a little bit about Annie, what do you imagine that they'd say? Uh, they would definitely say energetic. Okay. Uh, and they would definitely say tenacious. Ooh, good word. Uh, yeah, I am the youngest of nine. Wow. Yeah, so it's a it's a all over their family, different every you know different parents, etc. But uh, that also means that I've had to be very energetic and very tenacious to be heard. Yeah. Right? So that's part of it. Um, I think those those qualities are very good for a founder uh, because you just you, it's just you just keep going, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I would say curious too. I'm the kind of person that. Um, you know, with our current company, uh, when we sell it or the next stage of the company, I'll, maybe I'll take a couple of days off, but I will turn around and be like, what are we going to build next? <laughs> so that is very much nonstop, probably nonstop. I like that. Yeah. So quick question. Uh, my, so my dad actually is the youngest of 11. So he came from a massive family as well. Yeah. And I'm always like, and I'm always intrigued by large families and like, what, what was dinner like like did you guys did your parents try to have you all kind of sit down and have dinner together or like how did that function uh well you know there's different age groups and different different families like steps and halves sure, and sure. Et cetera. so there's a lot of that we 
my mother is a professional chef and a restaurant owner. And so dinner is very, very important. Yeah. For a family. So it was uh, dinner and dinner is not so much about the food. The food is great, but dinner is about being together. So Mm. everybody's sitting down, even if you don't want to eat, you're sitting down together at the table, which I really appreciate in general in life. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's great. No, I'm I'm a big advocate for that as well. Um, All right. So tell us about the very first time that you stayed in an Airbnb or another short-term rental. Where did you go? What kind of home did you stay in? And what was your overall experience like? So uh, I am in the Bay Area. I lived in San- I live in Oakland now. I lived in San Francisco from 99 to 2013. So uh, I am OG tech world, like been there through the roller coaster of the tech world. I rented out my apartment before Airbnb existed on Craigslist. Wow. Yeah. So I rented out my apartment so that I could go travel in, I don't know, 2000, I mean, 2007 ish, right when Airbnb was starting. Yeah. Right. Uh, And it was great. And people at the time were like, what are you doing? They're going to steal all your stuff. And I'm like, people are vetted. You just have to vet them. You know, I think we asked for ID and we did some sort of background check, but um, I have been renting out uh, my own house since then. Wow. And I own an Airbnb as well in Southern California, which is great, but um, I've been, been in it from the start uh, and renting Airbnbs almost since Airbnb started. Wow. Uh, and, you know, at first, at, at that time, it was like, I'm going to rent a place with four bedrooms and we're going to fill it with, you know, 25 people. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different now, but um, yeah, I've been there through the whole growth. I've been there since Airbnb um, didn't even have uh, a way to pay people on their site. You just had to pay them in person. Wow. Wow. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I, I listened to um, Guy Raz's interview with um, uh, Brian uh, from Airbnb. Brian Chesky, yeah. Brian Chesky. And it was so funny. He, he mentioned that in, in sort of their How I Built This uh, interview about how, yeah, you know, we used to have guests like hand cash to yeah. the host upon arrival. And I was like, wow, yeah. like what a novel, like, you know, uh, it's just so funny to see how far it's come since then. Yeah. And it just how far, uh, digital, not digital currency, but I, I don't think even, um, uh, PayPal, PayPal was not a common practice at that time. Yeah. Too. That's crazy. So, so when you yeah. traveled, did you, did you stay at like an Airbnb or short-term rentals or what was like the first time that you can remember actually staying in a home that, was not your own and and not a hotel. Um, I traveled quite a bit with my husband in Turkey and we would stay uh, with various people with rooms in their house, with extra spaces in their house. We stayed at a cave dwelling on Airbnb. And so those are some of the earliest ones. And those are also when I realized that you could stay at much more interesting places and just have way more fascinating experiences and I never look back. You know, now sometimes I'll stay at a hotel, but if I, it's just so much. It, you know, the 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 Airbnb and Airbnb isn't. I'm not. You know, rah rah Airbnb. There's so many different short term rental uh, types of places now and companies. Uh, but their tagline of um, it was like be a local anywhere. Yeah. That immediately yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that is totally right. We stayed in an area of Turkey at I think it's called Galata Tower where there are no hotels at all in a time when there were not, not as many travelers there. And that immediately clicked of, Oh, I get it now. 
Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. And, and, uh, my wife and I have been Airbnb hopping for over a year now and staying in a, you know, a, a variety of places. And it is just so much more of a, an immersive experience than a hotel. Like even when you're in a hotel in a cool, like downtown area and you've never been to that part of the country, why not? There's, you know, a lot of character in and of itself there, but there's something different about being in a home. And I think what it is, is there's so much more space oftentimes that like you you have to decorate it with something, right? So you it's almost like as as the host, you think about, all right, what do I need to do to make this space feel exciting, feel comfortable? I've got to pick a theme, right, of, of some sort. And so folks more often than not end up trying to bring to life their local community within the context of their four walls. And like, I think that that just, you know, you, you're, you're hit from the moment you open the door oftentimes by a, wow, okay, this is this is different and this must be a reflection of where I am and I kind of like it. It's different um, and and I'm here for it, you know? Yeah, being able to pretend you live somewhere for the week is such a better immersive experience. You know, there's that meme going around, I think this year, which is um, everywhere I go after a couple days, I say out loud, maybe I should move here, <laughs> right? Yeah. In every place you go and Airbnb, uh, is a huge part of that because you get to actually feel like you live there and you get to try on what it feels like to be a local. I mean, as much as you can. Sure. Right. In a place when you can walk out and be like, oh, this bakery next door. And it just doesn't feel as fabricated as a hotel. Yeah. 100% agree. 100% agree. So I stumbled upon the host co on Instagram uh, while I was doing some research on startups in the short term rental space. And it, it was really funny. So I was on my couch and I, I literally like yelled and my wife like jumped um, because I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, the host code, they're, they're doing what th that thing. Remember that thing six months ago when I was driving and I was like, why aren't there, why, why can't I buy some of the stuff that I find yeah. in Airbnbs or why, why isn't there like a, a cool mini bar here? Right. And then I stumbled yeah. upon you guys. I was like, this is what they're doing. So, uh, love, love, love what you guys are doing. Um, but what I didn't realize until I was doing some research for our interview today last night was that you're not new to the startup scene at all. Um, and over the last few years, you've worked as a creative director at both Facebook and Twitter. And then before that, uh, you were working at a variety of media companies. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about you, your professional career. Like, what have you what are some of the more meaningful or memorable vignettes of your professional career to date? Take that, you know, prompt in whatever direction you see best fit. But I'd just love to get uh, to know you a little bit more before we dive into the host co. Yeah, um, man, I'm going to bullet point this because we could talk about this for hours. But um, yeah, my background is in uh, I went to film school and I worked in film for quite a while. I worked um, overseas quite a bit in film, hmm. uh, India for almost a year. I was in Japan, um, the South Pacific working on film. So I, I travel is my, my big passion. So I worked in film and I worked in television as well. So I worked after that, I worked for HGTV. Oh, wow. Uh, where actually, yeah, I met my co-founder uh, for the host co at HGTV uh, and worked in television for a while and then went deeper and deeper in as tech evolved, got deeper and deeper into tech, uh, just have done embedded projects like Google, uh, actually at Airbnb. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Nike, Samsung. So just moving into the, as media became more tech and those became more seamless, moving deeper into tech. Um, and throughout that, I've also continued to travel internationally for work. I got to do a lot of really cool travel for the, I guess, the 2014 World Cup. Oh, wow. Um, really, yeah, really cool stuff. So 
moving further and further into tech until I got to a place where, okay, I love to travel and I build tech products and tech media products. Let's put these things together into this company, which is a real dream come true because I can do all of those things together. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Were you, so you're clearly a creative person. You've, you know, had a number of really, really exciting, interesting posts. I'm sure you've experienced many things within the context of a, your, your short career that most won't experience within the context of their, their longer career. Um, but you know, it, it's different being, being a creative, being a creator is different than being an entrepreneur. Uh, and obviously the two can, can, and, and many times do, are, you know, these traits are found in the, in the same type of people, but like, were you, would you have considered yourself like an entrepreneur or entrepreneurial in your thinking a few years ago, or would you have first identified as a creative and then maybe an entrepreneur or a lot of the entrepreneurs that I know, or that I, that I speak with, they, you know, they have a, a thousand ideas every day. They've got another business idea. Right. Um, and oftentimes the best creators and creatives that I know, aren't quite cut from the same cloth. So talk to me a little bit about sort of like how you identify, how you have identified and how that, you know, may have evolved over time. Yeah, I think evolved is the is the right word because throughout any career, for me, you find a passion and then you explore that passion and then that leads to the next step of that and the next step of that and that everything in your career tends to be cumulative built on the experiences that you have and the passions that you have as you grow. So I have always been on the creative side and over time uh, started building those tech products for uh, on the creative side. So I would have tech partners and we'd say, how does someone want to experience this? How's, how are they going to feel? How is the look and feel of it? And evolving that. And even, um, even when I was at Twitter, I was making apps on the side huh. with friends doing dev. And same thing. I'm like, oh, what about this idea? Even hardware products. I, I am just a very uh, curious person. So here's an idea for a hardware project. How far can we take it? Can we make it? And all of those smaller hobby projects in tech leading up to now. Uh, and then in the entrepreneurial space, it is so interesting because most startup founders, particularly you know, on their first startup, are getting a crash course. It's like they are they are paying themselves, yeah, you know, out of their savings to get their MBA. Yeah. So they are learning all the legal, they're learning all the financial, they're learning all the management. I've had quite a bit of management experience, but um, they're just learning along the way. And I think a big part of that is not doubting yourself and and saying, oh, everyone, every other founder already knows all those things because I can tell you from my experience and my peers that is not the case. That everyone is. Um, you know, a couple steps ahead of a few other people. So yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a that's a that's a nice framework or a good word of encouragement. Um, and you know, you know, what's kind of interesting too is you have this really interesting insight into working at you know startups that are now massive, right? Major yeah. social networks, and seeing how something as small and humble as a, a an idea around connecting college students can grow into this massive operation. So you you sort of seen the extremes of, hey, I'm working at a Facebook, I'm working at a Twitter, now I'm doing my own thing, which is, you know, where they want, you know, where they had started. Uh, and you can kind of sort of see, oh, this is what a startup, you know, looks like that's fully functional and really, you know, more of a scale up than, than a startup today. But um, I'd love to just hear 
a little bit more about the idea that was first seeded that ultimately became the host co. So when did when did this first start to percolate? Uh, what were sort of the immediate events that preceded its founding? Yeah. Um, well, I will tell you, Zach, that it is such, you know, when you were like, I thought, you know, like I thought about this six months ago, we call, this is going to sound so funny. We call the host co a no duh idea because <laughs> everybody, and this is no disservice to you or me, everyone who stayed in an Airbnb has thought the it. Next one, oh my God. Or has said, <laughs> I would pay 50 bucks if they had Advil and Gatorade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Please, right. Or, um, Hey, I'm in, I'm hiking in death Valley in an Airbnb and I forgot sunblock and the nearest store is 30 miles away. Right. Or, Hey, I love these mugs. Where did they get them? Right. This is something that has needed to happen for so long. Um, and even, you know, internally at Airbnb, they've discussed it. It's just, I know that it's not their focus in the next few years to, to nail the, you know, the retail and rentals, Yeah. Uh, but everyone needs it. And as a host, um, I also know that guests generally ask the same question because they're in the same place, right? The, the, the question is, and some, you know, where do I get sunblock? Where do I get beer at two in the morning? Where'd you get your mugs? And it's generally the same questions over and over again. So our tech platform is really set out. How can we answer those questions more easily yeah. and get people yeah. what they need more easily and more quickly, depending on their location? So going back a little bit to, to the idea, did you decide, hey, you know what? It's time to go do my own startup. I've been in tech long enough. I've been around the startup scene enough. I want to go do my own thing. Were were you an Airbnb host first? And that's what ultimately inspired this idea? Or talk to us a little bit about sort of, again, what happened immediately before deciding to, you know, forget Facebook, forget Twitter and go all in on your own. And take the, take the deep dive. So um, my co-founder, his name is Michael Hubbard. And he and I worked at HGTV together and have worked together for years. He left HGTV with a designer. Okay. And he and the designer started a new company where they would flip houses in more remote areas, Tahoe, Joshua Tree, et cetera. So they would take really rundown houses, flip them really quickly because we work for HGTV. We can flip houses pretty quickly, <laughs> furnish them, but furnish them well, like Instagram, you know, like people want, young people want them and then sell them ready to go with a property management company attached. You get the keys the next day you can rent it. Wow. Amazing. So yeah, really smart because often when you are buying a short-term rental, okay, we need to get the Wi-Fi turned on. We need to get the trash. We need to get the water and you might not live there. You don't know what, you know, the best water service, et cetera. Their company just grew and grew because people were buying their properties. And then uh, they were also the property management company. So they're still taking 25% of the revenue from all the Airbnbs. So he grew this large company. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, traveling Airbnb and et cetera. So Michael came to me about two and a half years ago and said, every guest, you know, guests have the same question and we would love to help them out better because our property managers are also really overworked, right? Yeah. Um, and we have all of these Airbnbs and we just don't have a product that we can sell them things in a way that isn't tacky, in a way that is just the stuff they want and not monetizing other stuff. And I said, yeah, I have this problem too. I have this problem on both sides. Let's solve this problem, hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so the first thing we did, I, I did not quit my job for the first year. I was still working at Facebook. I was only at Facebook for about a year before I left. And I contract, so on most of the time, off some of the time, which was helpful. But um, the first thing we did was make sure that the consumer behavior existed for hosts. 
that hosts really wanted this. Hmm. Uh, and we very quickly learned pretty much every host is like, yes, I have thought of this, right? Because everyone wants it, but can you build it for me? So uh, started that first, started a blog, uh, social channels, just to really start building that community of hosts. Yeah. Because the other thing is we wanted to build a product that is for hosts specifically and guests, but our, you know, our main client is, is hosts so that we tailor it to hosts. We tailor our business model to hosts. We tailor the way it, you use it to host, et cetera. Uh, so things like, uh, you know, most hosts don't want to be on a subscription for a service because they're in really tight margins and things are seasonal, right? Yep, you're not going to yep. pay $40 a month when you're low season, right? So things like that. And then um, we got our, we recruited our dev team and we have an amazing dev team now, full-time, pretty big dev team and started building our first iteration of the product, uh, which is a lot like, um, you know, if you're a host, it's, it's a lot like eBay, you know, mm -hmm. you build your store and then in your store, it'll tell you all the different ways of things you can sell. So you can sell things in the house. So you can sell, you know, the snacks in the fridge, the art on the walls, the, you know, the painting behind me. You can sell mini bar items, et cetera. And we make lots of recommendations. You can also sell pre-order things like um, add fresh flowers before I get there, stock the pantry before I get there, you know, leave surfboards, et cetera. Uh, and you can pre-sell those items, right? And then you can just uh, give your guests that link and your, your guests can open the store. There's no download, there's no app. Again, because we know that guests and hosts don't want that. Yeah, yeah. And you can immediately just go, go ahead and buy things out of that store. And uh, it's so funny because we released it. Um, and one week later, 40% of guests were buying items out of stores that had it. Wow. That is yeah. remarkable. That is remarkable. Yeah. I mean, what, what's also, so, you know, uh, such a no brainer is especially for the pre-order, right? A lot of Airbnb hosts have those automated messages that they've set up, you know, two days before your check-in, right? Where it's like, Hey, Zach, I can't wait to have you. Here are your check-in instructions. There's a lockbox. Here's your code, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And dropping in just, a, I would imagine, another link saying, oh, by the way, it's 48 hours you know, before your stay. We've got this little store. If you want anything, if you're you know, going to be on a late flight or you want anything sort of uh, at the home uh, you know, for your arrival, click here and you, know, you, can, you can check out. Check out our products, our, our offerings, et cetera. Something like that would be in uh, incredibly valuable, especially for folks, you know, like us who are always hopping around where, you know, sometimes, you know, driving in super late and knowing that you could pre-order some stuff and have it show up, you know, to, to greet you is just, again, a, a, uh, a no duh idea. So <laughs> love, love, love what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, have you guys pivoted at all? Like, was there, was there any, like, was this basic idea, this basic no dot idea, the idea from the get-go? Did you change things along the way? Did you think a little bit more about like, maybe we do make an app, maybe we don't make an app or anything you can share with us about how you've had to pivot along the way? Yeah. Um, I will tell you, we first started with just in-home items. So mini bar items. Um, and uh, we have had guests and hosts come to us and say, no, I want to use this differently. Mm. So one of our first uh, hosts that we talked to said, oh, I don't think I will stock stuff in my house because that's a little too heavy lift for me, but I really want to offer tarot readings. Huh, Which, interesting. Yeah, I was like, okay. Um, and then that, of course, became other people saying, I will, and you have to be a host that is close to your property if you do this, or you have a really strong property manager, but hey, I want to decorate uh, for birth, offer to decorate for birthday parties. Yes. You know, you walk in, it's like, surprise. 
hey, I want to leave Mardi Gras supplies because we're in New Orleans, right? Things like that. So then next we've built in the, which is just about to be released, the uh, pre-order items. Love it. Uh, and we've had um, hosts also say, I want to recommend uh, local services. So services, this is an example that we are, we're adding very soon is, um, hey, get alcohol delivered in one hour through Drizzly. Um, get grocery from our favorite grocery store so that it actually isn't those in-home items, but it's directing you to, let's say you get in, you're across the country. You don't know what delivery services they use. You know, yeah. you might use Hub on the East Coast and Postmates on the West Coast. Um, it just directs you to something very easy to use within the space. Um, so it would just continuing, you know, initially when we started building this, we're like, oh, we could use something like Spotify or not Spotify, Shopify, Shopify yeah. or, you know, there's, there's so many pre-built kind of retail things, but none of them worked for us because we knew that there would be custom things that we were building onto the platform and not, not exactly pivoting, but just responding to user feedback. So for example, Hey, I want to have 10 stores under one login because I have 10 Airbnbs. Hey, I want to do price splitting because my, my property manager is doing all of this. So just continuing to add features on we, it is so cool hearing how hosts are using it differently. Hosts have said to us, Oh, I'm using it for, um, for people who break stuff, which I was like, what are you talking about? Ah. And they said, oh, yeah, people always break wine glasses or they, they, you know, they stain towels and they'll tell us and they'll say, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I broke the wine glasses. They're saying, Oh, don't worry. You can just replace them in our store. Even if they have them there or not, it's just a much easier way to, you know, to make sure that you're getting your funds back or if someone breaks something larger. It's just a faster transaction. So yeah. It's just, it's really cool to see how hosts are using it super. Some hosts are saying, I want to make only passive income. I'm not going to put anything in my house. Some hosts are saying, I'm a painter. And I always thought it was tacky to put price tags on my paintings, but everyone wants to buy them. So now I can sell them. So <laughs> it's been a really cool ride so far. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. We uh, stayed, uh, I believe this was, this must have been like last March. We stayed at an Airbnb in Amarillo. And the host was an artist and she, I mean, she said incredible, incredible artwork all throughout her home. And there was this basket and she had like her, her Venmo account and was like, Hey, these are just some prints that I've done. If you would like, you know, to take any with you, here's my Venmo, you know, you can Venmo me if you'd like. And that again was such a, was such a cool thing. Cause again, we admired so much about how she had decorated this place. And also when you're traveling, sometimes it's like, you want the souvenir, right? You want the little souvenir. And yeah. when you're in a hotel, it might be easier to stumble upon sort of like a, you know, store nearby or, you know, a, a, a local, um, you know, a local shop. But when you're in Airbnb, especially if it's a little bit more remote, like you're not right next to like a convenience store, right? Where you can pick up a little tchotchke. And so knowing that you can, you can buy something from the place that has value to the host that, you know, will serve as a, a you know, significant uh, piece of memorabilia. And then is also sort of supporting a local artist. All those three combined is just, I don't know, it just makes me feel like really, really, really good buying that, you know, $17 print or whatever it was. So I, I just I just love this. It makes a lot of sense. I, I can imagine, too, it can also help introduce people, introduce guests to local businesses so that they opt in to go to the local coffee shop as opposed to, you know, Starbucks or something like that. Yeah, there's so many ways that we can do that. You know, part of our part of our our platform, which we will have a host a host app. But uh, and this is a bit of a digression, but uh, for guests. 
we know that, you know, you come home from a wedding or you come back from a wedding, it's two in the morning, you want a box of Oreos, you're not going to download an app and input a code. So we're like, (laughs) we have made uh, our platform so that you as a guest don't need to read anything. That Mm. was a really big part of it was you just hit the plus sign on that image, hit PayPal, and then on your receipt, it tells you those items are in the closet and that, you know, so it's very easy, but um, on the host side, that gets more and more in depth, but we have a way um, to recommend local products that aren't even in the home. Wow! So in in the in the store, if you're a host, and you can choose to add these items or not, there's we we don't tell hosts you have to add anything, but we recommend local products. So let's say you're you're in Vermont and you're in a store in a in an Airbnb in your store, you'll probably see, hey, everyone loves this Vermont maple syrup. Get it shipped home, and yeah. it will literally just drop ship it to you. So. Uh, we actually have someone on our team who's just working on sourcing local products. And we're also getting feedback from hosts saying, oh, we have this great local product. Can you add it to our area, et cetera? So we're able to make more money for local makers. And um, also, that, like the artist you're talking about, she can have the, what's in her house. She can also sell items that she ships home that are larger. Yeah. She, you know, In the store, she can say, here are my five other paintings. You know, instead of $17, maybe they're $100 because they're big and I'll frame it, but I'll ship it back home to you, et cetera. So it just opens up so much more in a space where people want more. Yeah. Ah, I I love it. It it just makes a a ton of sense. I'm curious. You guys are still sort of in early adopter phase if I if your website serves me correctly. So I'm curious who, who are the folks that have signed up for, for the host code thus far? Um, you know, and if you had to talk about sort of like the ideal Airbnb per, you know, host persona that this would be a good fit for, can you just talk a little bit about who are the folks that are loving the host co getting a lot of value from it? And then who you guys are specifically targeting? Cause obviously sort of Airbnb host is a pretty like massive demographic, right? Um, so how are you sort of like niching down to find right fit customers? Well, I will tell you, our wait list is at about 800 hosts. Wow. Right now. Amazing. So, and I know in terms of niching down, but we are moving through that really quickly. We're at about 100 a week now, and then we'll be upping that to 200. So that'll go really fast. Uh, but in terms of niche, we are, you know, we're talking to the hosts who are actually interested in doing this first. Yeah. And we've had such a great response that we haven't had to do any target advertising, anything like that yet, because most hosts are like, oh yeah, I've wanted to do this already. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's US based only right now, but it should be next year. I, I don't want to give a date, but you know, all of North America and then moving from there into air, very popular Airbnb areas. Um, right now we are, most of the people that we're talking to are hosts that have, you know, between one and 10 properties. Okay. Uh, but you know, we are also just starting to talk to people who are using Swimply, right? Doing swimming pool yes. rentals. People are doing tennis court rentals. People who are doing one day office rentals, because I mean, if you're, if you're going to rent a swimming pool, of course, you're going to need extra sunblock. Of course, you're going to need extra goggles and a sun hat and blah, blah, blah. And if that's there for you already, it's a win-win, you know, you want to buy that stuff that's yeah. there already and they, you know, they want to sell it. So um, it's going to be a really interesting uh, process in the next couple of years because, you know, Airbnb kicked off this whole thing, but now there are so many different types of short-term rentals that are, that are growing into the market that our platform just, it fits for all of those different short-term rentals. Yeah, no, I, it makes a ton of sense. And I love the, 
I love that you brought up Swimply too, because I, I was gonna I was gonna suggest uh, you talk to them after. But uh, if you if you weren't already, of course you're talking to them. This is great. So I'm I'm curious, what are some of the more interesting things that have been sold in a host store? Um, well, I will tell you that we do have blockers for anything that's illegal. That's okay, the first thing. Good. <laughs> uh, you literally cannot use lots of words if you're trying to sell something. Um, and we also have things like report abuse and we scan just to make sure. So, you know, you can't sell pets, you can't sell drugs, that kind of thing. Um, things that have surprised me, uh, are, um, yoga mats. Mm. I, it, so I had no idea that people were like, yeah, I'll spring for a $35 yoga mat. I guess so. Um, and things that contribute to the experience of that area. So, you know, if you're in a hotel, you'll have some kind of normal minibar items, but if you're in an Airbnb, you're often at the Airbnb for the experience of the Airbnb, mm. you know, not just for the city. So, um, paper spa face masks, microwave popcorn, um, s'mores kits, things that, that, you know, if you're an Airbnb, you're like, oh, let's put on these robes that they have for sale. Uh, Lord, let's get their robes. Let's get their spa face mask. Let's get the popcorn or things that are related to if you're at a bachelorette party. Of course, you're going to buy that box of wigs and like cool sunglasses, right? <laughs> um, so it, it is so fun to see what unique products are to each area that sell. And then we've also found like a host will hit on a product and that product will always sell. We have someone who's selling $125 bespoke sun hats in Joshua Tree, right? Wow. That are beautiful, but everyone wants to buy them and that's their, that's their, like, that's their main thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Ah, oh, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's, that's so fun. And, you know, I'm thinking, uh, you mentioned, uh, tarot readings. Are there other, can you book other sort of experiences? Like I, I've been in an Airbnb before and it's been like, Oh, this would, it would be awesome to be able to, you know, um, I think that I actually think there's a startup that does this. Their name is escaping me right now, but you know, uh, basically book a massage, uh, or, you know, have somebody come and maybe even like cook you dinner, right? Like, have you guys ventured out into sort of experiences as like add-ons yet, or is that in the works? Yeah, that's something that, um, you know, we leave the, <coughs> the larger experiences to Airbnb, like yeah. tour the, tour the blah, blah, blah. But hosts can add with that pre-order feature any experience that they want to run themselves. Mm. So we'll come in and cook you dinner. We'll come in and do a tarot reading, um, anything. We'll take you for a surf lesson, you know, it, and also we leave it to the host. If there's insurance stuff, like sure. you, you as a host, you are responsible for that product. Just like, just like you would be in your Airbnb. So there, there's that element. And then also with, you know, the services I talked about, like, you know, get alcohol delivered in an hour, get groceries we can connect to things like um, Fairminder, which is ticketing. We can connect to MindBody for classes. So you as a host, and this is this is a few months down the line, but you can recommend, hey, this is the yoga class that I love. Book it on Fairminder. And if someone books it or book it on MindBody, you'll get a, a small profit. You'll get like $5 from every booking. So it's helping out that specific thing. And it's just an easier way to recommend those those services. Love it. That was going to be my next yeah. question is, is there any sort of like referral kickback that if somebody goes and shows up somewhere, like I, I'm like, hey, go check out this restaurant, go check out this yoga studio or whatever. And they show up and they book a class or they buy something, whether or not there's any kickback to the host. So that's that's really, really cool that you guys are, are working on that. A um, couple of just final questions for you, Annie. One is just around like, what's what's your vision for the short term here like the host co you've clearly you know you're in the right place at the right time there's a lot happening lots of of growth 
But talk to us a little bit about what the next six to twelve months look like, and you know what your what your hopes and dreams are for the host company as it evolves. Um, ooh, that's another big one. But I will say this: the majority of hosts globally and in the U.S. is female and over forty, and the fastest growing demographic is women over sixty. Wow. Uh, seniors in general are the fastest growing, and millennials as well. But the fastest growing is seniors. So, for me. What will what will put like the cherry on top of this year is a host saying my life has been improved or I have made more money this year because of you. And generally hosts are not hosts are not millionaires, right? I mean, they're you know middle class, maybe upper middle class. Oh, they're all over the place, but many hosts use Airbnb to stay in their home or put their kids through college, right? Or having hosts be able to come to us and say, Hey, that extra money, I was able to put it to my kid's college fund. And then when globally, that becomes a lot more impactful when you're looking at places you're in rural Brazil and you're, you know, it, able to, as a guest be like, Oh, I bought my water and those cool handicrafts, those kids made and something and a snack right at my Airbnb. If that host is making 20 extra dollars a week, that is very, very impactful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that overall is the ultimate goal is, having happy guests, having happy hosts, but impacting the lives, particularly of older women is the, is the, is the big, big goal. So, yeah. Ooh, I love yeah. that. Very, very great answer. Uh, and, and unexpected. So, uh, well, well done. <laughs> and then my last question for you is as an Airbnb host yourself, uh, what have you learned along the way? Any sort of like tips, tricks, uh, hacks on Maybe how not. to be a, a great Airbnb host? Yes. And, uh, you know, our Instagram is generally just tips, 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 because we, we look at ourselves as not just this platform, but a community for hosts in general and everything we've learned along the way. Uh, so we have hundreds of like newbie mistakes, tips, what to stock, what not to stock. Um, I will say a big one is uh, you want to have a certain level of hospitality. So you should leave that free bottle of wine. You should leave those chocolates. Yeah. You should leave enough. You should leave cleaning supplies, right? But part of our platform too is if you leave too much, people like if you leave a Costco sized thing of dish soap, somehow it gets used in a day, right? <laughs> if you leave a cord of wood in your backyard, somehow you're like, were they up, were they roasting a pig? Like, how did they use this much stuff? So making sure that you are meeting the standards of hospitality. Um, and, but but then you're not doing so much that you're actually losing losing money is a big part of it, and that we are kind of in that we're trying to be in that sweet space between the between the two. Very very well said, and I would I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I thought about earlier in our conversation was oh I wonder what Annie thinks about like leaving the free bottle of wine and whether and and, and you know as somebody that travels a lot it's like I always appreciate when you walk in and yeah. there's some little welcome gift of just like hey we see you we're here like you know yeah. this is enjoy this one on us right it just it yeah. just goes the even if it's like two bottles of beer in the fridge something like that you know it just yeah that that extra that extra touch means a lot so it's cool to hear you sort of like parts out the difference between you want to be a really 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 good host you want to make sure you're living into living up to the expectations of being hospitable but also not losing money in the process so love how you uh made that distinction uh for folks who are listening to this and they want to get in touch or they want to get on your wait list um or learn a little bit more about the host co what's the best way for them to do so they can go to our website. It's www.thehost.co. 
Uh, and they can find us on Instagram. In fact, if you just generally search the host company, you'll find us because we've got lots of great tips out there. But uh, sign up for the waiting list. And we should be getting through that, like I said, 100 to 200 people a week. So it should be pretty quick to get get on the platform. Wonderful. And we'll go ahead yeah. and link to your website and Instagram and all the fun stuff in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, you can just scroll on down and click on through to follow the host co and get on their wait list. Annie, this has been a blast. Appreciate the work that you guys are doing. Uh, I'm excited to, I, I don't have my own Airbnb yet. One day I will. And I will, you know, by then hopefully the host co is massive and um, I, you know, don't have to wait on a wait list to, to sign up. But <laughs> here's I'd say hoping. my other goal. My other goal from this year is to have you be in a place and ha it has the host co. When I'm like, when Zach is in a place, then we have won. Like, that's, <laughs> that's it. Love it. Well, I will be I will be on the lookout for sure. And the day that that happens, uh, I'll send you a DM, send you a screenshot, say, you guys have made it. Um, yeah. Send me a video <laughs> screaming. Like, I will. I will. I will. I will. That, that'll be fun. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time, Annie. I really appreciate it. Uh, yours as well. And um, happy new year and great to meet you. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe. Um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.